Welcome to the Path to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Wes Barefoot, where it's my mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners take control of their lives and create freedom for themselves through business ownership. Each episode, I'll be exploring the strategies and tactics of other successful entrepreneurs that have created freedom in their own lives while sharing what I'm learning along my own path to freedom. I'm glad you're here. Let's drop in. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to another episode here on the Path to Freedom podcast. Today, my guest is Evan Miller, and Evan is the founder and CEO of Game Day Men's Health, a fascinating new franchise concept that's coming onto the scene and that I have the opportunity to work with. And I'm really intrigued by this concept. Game Day Men's Health is all about helping men live their life as fully optimized as possible. They're specializing in testosterone replacement therapy, as well as a number number of other services with the, the TRT or the testosterone replacement therapy being kind of their core service offering, though. Um, the other services they offer are uh, erectile dysfunction treatment, um, a variety of vitamin infusions and vitamin supplementation services, uh, again, all focused on helping men uh, you know, really thrive and, and take a more proactive approach to, to taking care of themselves, which, you know, I think is a big part of why this is such an interesting concept and and the timing of them, you know, coming onto the scene and, and starting to franchise this business. I think more and more men out there are really looking for ways that they can proactively take better care of themselves and put themselves in a position to you know, perform at as high of a level as possible in all aspects of their lives. Um, Game Day is based out of California. They've got four corporate-owned locations that they uh, have opened and been operating prior to franchising the business, and now they're offering franchises nationwide. So really enjoyed talking to Evan, learning a little bit more about, you know, how they do what they do, how they're differentiated in the industry compared to you know, other providers of these types of services. And, you know, Evan explains there, there are some key differentiators that, that really set game day apart from, you know, some of the other companies out there that are also doing TRT uh, replacement and, and similar services for, for their customers. So really cool episode, really cool concept. Without further ado, let's drop in with Evan Miller. Um, so Evan, I've been really looking forward to having you on the show, man. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, man. I'm super pumped to be here. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is really exciting. Um, we look forward to this all, all week. Yeah, man. Uh, likewise. So tell the folks listening, what is, what is game day men's health? What do you guys do? For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, real simply put, we're the man cave for men's health and, and here's how it works for us as guys, right? That, going to the doctor is the last thing we want to do. It sucks. Uh, it sucks. You know, it's, it's, we'll avoid it at all costs, right? Yeah. Maybe if arm's falling off or, you know, we're really sick, we might, you know, go get a prescription, but um, we want to remove all the pain points for men to come, you know, to the doctor at game day. What we really focus on though is testosterone replacement. I mean, that's the cornerstone feature of what we do at game day. 
Um, we can get into all, you know, all the details of the process and all that, but that's really what we're about is making testosterone replacement, the cornerstone feature for men's health, and then helping guys feel the best they can. And it works. Yeah. I've, I know numerous people that are on testosterone or, or doing testosterone replacement. You know, a couple of them are, you know, in their late forties, early fifties, but, but a few of them are even, you know, younger than that, probably like early forties. And yep. and the feedback that I hear across the board is it's an absolute game changer. They, you know, feel 10 years younger, more energy, you know, easier to get into the gym or do whatever type of training that they're trying to do easier to, to lose weight or keep weight off. Like cognitively, they, they feel sharper, like just across the board, you know, tons of benefits. So, um, and, and like you and I were chatting offline, you know, this is to me, I think really good timing. So to back up a little bit, you guys just started franchising this business last year. Um, So I think the timing's really interesting. I think there are so many, you know, people, but in particularly guys out there that are just, you know, they're looking for ways that they can more proactively take care of themselves and and put themselves in a position to operate at a higher level. And and this is, you know, I think probably could be a, a cornerstone of of you know a guy's routine to you know function uh, at a high level. Yeah. I mean, you're hitting it on the head, man. I mean, look, as guys, it's just a matter of time, right? That whole, that old saying that father time, you never loses the undefeated yeah. some point in your life as a dude, you're going to wake up and you're going to go, man, I just don't feel like the way I should. Yeah. And look, I know I should, I you know I'm, I'm eating well, I'm doing all the things that I, that I know I should probably be doing, you know, sleep is important. And there's a, you know, everyone's aware of that. Everyone's aware of the importance of exercise. Like, as, it, as as more guys get older and older, we're much more health conscious than previous generations. Yet, you know, there comes a time, maybe it's when you're 30, 35, 40, maybe 50, where you're like, I don't feel like myself. I got to do something here. And for those of us who are kind of brave enough to like raise our hand and say, hey, like something's not right. If you go to your doctor, more or less, what he or she is going to tell you is go, all right, you got low energy. You got, you're not sleeping well. Your libido's bad. Your concentration's poor you're depressed. That's obvious. Let's try this antidepressant or, you know, this anti-anxiety come back in two or three months and let's see how you feel. And so that's kind of like the current paradigm, right? For yeah. you know, when, we, when we do, which is rare, go to the doctor, let's start you on something, some pill. Um, when oftentimes, man, it's just as simple as let's just do a quick blood draw. Let's get your testosterone levels back and let's start there. So that's what yeah. we do at game day. We do a three-step process. We have a lab in every single game day office. We offer a free testosterone test for any guy, anywhere. You can come in, walk into a game day office and know his testosterone levels in 15 minutes. Um, it's a real game changer, right? Where you you don't have to go to LabCorp Quest and wait around for results. Guys, look, we hate giving blood, number one. We yeah. hate getting injections. So you got to remove all the pain points for guys to want to come to the to a medical uh, facility. And that's what we've kind of tried to do at game day. And we've done it really well. Um, you got to be fast and efficient and having the lab in there to get that point of care testing is, is really key. So we can yeah. go, walk in the door. Are you low? 15 minutes later, you're sitting in front of a clinician, licensed clinician to potentially starting testosterone replacement all within like an hour. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very turnkey, which to your point is, is super important, right? Because the fewer steps involved, the more likely someone is going to, going to be to actually follow through. Um, and then, yeah, having that, 
actual lab in the location. Like I, I shared with you, we were talking a, a week or two ago, I started doing peptide therapies back around the beginning of the year. And it's, it's been great for me. I would, you know, recommend people to look into it, but you know, the, the place I'm doing it with, they're, they're a brick and mortar, you know, actually a, a franchise as well, but they didn't have a location where I live. Right. So I was able to, you know, reach out to one of the founders and say, Hey, I want to look into this. So we did it kind of remote. Right. So I had to go to LabCorp and, and I, I'm pretty sure their model is that anyways, they might be able to do the blood work in, in the actual location. I'm not sure. But anyways, for me, had to go to lab work. It took yeah. me three weeks to get there once they exactly. like yeah. sent the the request yeah, for the labs right? or whatever. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So finally I did it, but it was, you know, one of these things that was like, man, I don't there's like, there's just never a good time, right. To be like, all right, I'm going to go wait in yeah. a lobby of some, you know, clinical, uncomfortable type place and and then you know have someone draw my blood so anyways finally did it i'm glad i did but you know to to your point removing those pain points as much as possible is is key um how did how did you get into this what's what's your background like recently started franchising the business but you've got numerous locations you know that you've opened and have been operating for some time so kind of walk us through a little bit of like when did you start the business? Where is it today? But I'd also love to hear a little bit of that backstory and like, how did you get into this in the first place? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So my background is actually in clinical psychology. I'm a trained psychologist, wow. okay. uh, PhD in clinical psych. Um, in grad school, I just, I fell in love with the clinical side, uh, you know, helping people feel better and specifically men. I was like, wow, I, I this is just a passion in mine. You know, just when you kind of work with a guy, who's in a bad spot and you see kind of the light just come back on in his eyes. I'm like, that. there's nothing cooler than that. Yeah. Um, so right after grad school, I um, had an opportunity to work in an addiction treatment um, setting and really cut my teeth kind of in the ad addiction treatment world and was a clinician. And then I had an opportunity to run a big kind of rehab program right on the, right on the beach. You know what you'd see on, um, you know, those celebrity rehab shows. It was a very similar model where there's this mansion yeah. on the beach and the private chefs and all that. Um, but we did really good work. You know, we were really helping a lot of guys recover from drugs and alcohol. It was only a men's, men's program. Okay. Uh, but then I got involved in the business side of it, right? And this was, you know, back in 2013-ish. Obamacare had just kicked in. And so everybody for the first time had access to drug and alcohol treatment benefits. So we were treating just you know, thousands and thousands of people. I was working for a big corporation. At the time, a, a coworker of mine was like, hey, we should open our own kind of place, you know, maybe like a small detox center. We're helping people, you know, get off drugs and alcohol. And uh, as it sounds great, man, we got no business plan. We got no money, but like, sure, <laughs> right. let's, let's do it. We just cold called. We cold called on just like a bunch of properties. We were trying to figure out where we wanted to put it. And um, one guy who picked up the call was like, well, I'm also an investor. Maybe we can talk. Anyway, he became one of our partners. Very cool. He invested, uh, we started just a small six bed detox center in Orange County. And so that's when I really had my first kind of startup environment in healthcare. Um, and I love startups. I'm just gritty like that. I love the grind. I love just the, you know, the kind of early days of like the chaos. Oh, I love it. Built yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, we scaled fast, you know, six beds up to 200 beds within a few years. Wow. So um, it was a great experience. You know, that that industry addiction treatment, it's 24-7. You know, people aren't getting sober 
at between nine and five, you know, yeah. it's, it's all hours, you know, yeah. you have staff working around the clock. Yeah. So it was a lot. Um, at the time I had met my soon to be wife and I uh, thought maybe it's a good time to maybe, you know, cash out, do something different. So I sold part of the, part of my, my interest back to the partner. We moved to Hawaii and got married and um, had our first son. And I was just kind of thinking in Hawaii, walking on the North shore, like, what do I want to do next? And I'm one of those guys, I don't know if you are West, where like, if, if I have too much like free time, it's just not good for me. Like yeah, I like to be busy and I like to do things. I might get a little depressed if it's, you know, I just love to have something. I'm. Working it keeps on me it. out of trouble. You know, yeah. the busier I am, the less time there is to get into any sort of trouble. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm sitting, you know, we're in paradise and I'm trying to like think, man, what do I want to do next? And, um, it, it just came back to like helping men. You know, I was looking at all these different models of kind of reverse engineering it, right? When you're an entrepreneur, you go, what's the best exit for me? Or how can this business do the best? And you're yep. looking at the end result instead of like, hey, like what, what I really love doing. And so I had spoken to a few mentors and they, you know, across the board, they all said, dude, start here. Like start at your heart. That's mm. where it's at. And for me, it just came back to helping men. And I thought, well, there's nothing out there. I didn't want to, you know, kind of, focus narrow on addiction treatment. Again, I wanted to cast a wide umbrella. And at that time I was 30, you know, 35 or 36, got my blood work done, just like you did. Boom. My total T was like 200, right? Which yeah. it shouldn't have. Most guys in that range, that was low. It was very low. So yeah. what is, what is the, the, like, I'm, I'm sure it varies by the individual and the age, but what are some general parameters? Like what, where should your T levels be? optimally yeah. what's kind of the cutoff to say all right you have low t and should probably look into so trt yeah so the endocrine society your urology society they kind of look at that sub 300 level um okay. if you talk to any kind of medical professionals they'd say hey anything under sub 300 total testosterone is certainly something to be be looked at um there's also kind of you know, folks who walk, dudes who walk around, they're symptomatic, having all the symptoms, and they might even be above three, maybe even close to four. So, um, you know, clinicians as a whole, I think in, in this space, they're treating not only the lab result, but hopefully the whole person as well, mm -hmm. looking at the whole picture. But as a general rule, yeah, if your levels are low, like right around 300s or below. Certainly and then where do you want to get it up to? Kind of depends, right? So, um, you know, we always, we're, at game day, we we really pride ourselves on doing treatment the right way. All of our medical offices are supervised by doctors, nurse practitioners, PAs, fully licensed, fully licensed lab. So that's a really important point. We're not having guys come in the door and super dosing them. And, and if they want to be bodybuilders, it's yeah. just, that's not our model. Sorry. You know, um, we are here for, you know, the average guy who just wants to feel better. So for most guys kind of getting it to maybe total T 800 ish, maybe even pushing closer to a thousand. It's a general, general guide. I'd say, um, I think okay. a lot of the clinicians that work at game days, that's kind of what they're shooting for. They also want to manage any, you know, potential risks, which they all do on the front end, making sure, sure. that everyone's properly screened and has the right labs to, to start treatment. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, your process for, you know, the screening, the consultation, the the recommendations, all of that, because I, I think that's definitely a big differentiator between like, you know, I see ads all the time for like these online companies where yeah. you do a virtual consultation with a doctor and they, you know, put yeah. something in the mail to you. So, yeah. but 
want to kind of get back to to the story. So what what time frame is this that you're, you know, really thinking about what you want to do next? You, you know, you want to keep helping men, but you're trying to lock in on like the best way to do that. What kind of time frame are we talking about? Yeah, it was here? 2016, 2017. Okay. That was the time frame. Um, landed on, let's do, I'm a sports guy. A lot of guys, right? You know, I'm sure you are as well. It's just, yeah. you know, playing sports, watching. If there's a, if there's a ball involved, I'm going to watch it or play it. Like, that's yeah. just, so um, I thought, what if there was a way to do, and this was, you know, my psych background. I'm like, what if you do kind of group therapy in a sports man cave setting? And I went, no, nah, market's not ready for that. Guys aren't going to show up yet for, uh, I need group therapy. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll call it mindset training, you know, like maybe seal type thing. I'm yeah, like, mastermind. Yeah. Mastermind. Yeah. You, you call it whatever you want. Yeah. Um, didn't think they'd, sh- they'd walk through the door. Uh, TRT, testosterone replacement, just kept popping up in the research. And um, I thought there's something to this. So I said, let's do TRT, the man cave setting, and let's make sure we are quick and we are fast and we are efficient. Because I'm like you, man, like most guys, you know, you think I got to go to the doctor. That means the rest of my day shot. Like it's over, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I got to go to the doctor that day. That was that. So I thought we, if we can do something really quick, that'd be a differentiator. Opened up our first office in Carlsbad, California in 2018. And I remember day one, um, I told my wife, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally screwed this up. I'm like, I had all this time to think of an idea. And I came up with something where guys have to come give blood, get their blood drawn and get an injection. I'm like, the two things that we hate, right? Yeah. I couldn't have been more wrong. Like, I couldn't have been more wrong. We had, um, and that just speaks to the power of testosterone replacement, right? You know, guys, yeah. when it comes to, to the doctors and things, but uh, it's so powerful and it's such a simple, straightforward treatment for many guys to just kind of get the light switch back on in their eyes and feel better. So, I mean, we had line out the door, you know, it was like day one, the phone would not stop ringing. Um, so I thought, whoa, okay, we're onto something here. Open another office in Temecula, California, which is kind of inland, a little bit wine country uh-huh. area. Yeah. Orange County, San Diego, we just kind of expanded from there over the course of a few years. And then um, sometime during COVID, I'm like, you know, I really want to grow this model. I want to open it up to other entrepreneurs, other potential franchise owners, because it's highly scalable. It's simple to operate, easy to train, easy to open. You know, we're not going after big, you know, 5,000, 10,000 square foot medical facilities. You know, we can do a game day in less than 2,000 square feet doesn't need a bunch of ti so uh it was kind of a no-brainer got the got the franchise model buttoned up and then got registered in california and off we went yeah i love that so how many locations did you have open you know before officially franchising the business we had four corporate offices okay four corporate offices and we were we were totally content to keep you know rolling profits into another corporate office and kind of just expand throughout southern california um yeah, but I just kind of looked around, you know, number one, I was like, I really want to ex- exponentially grow the model because I really, I'd had feedback from guys from all over Southern California and you know, we have a lot of military population in San Diego and they were being deployed all over the place. And they're like, you know, there's nothing in Raleigh. There's nothing in Charlotte. I got to move yeah. to Boise now. Like, dude, you should put a game day there. Like, okay, there's something to this. Well, so if you're really passionate about helping men like this, you can help exponentially more men you know franchising it and and helping other people open up game days throughout the country so to me it it i can see why it was a no-brainer and and 
you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the the business model itself, but the there's a lot to like about the the <clears throat> business model, like especially when you're comparing it to a lot of the other franchises in you know what I would consider kind of this health and wellness category. Um, you know, because you don't need a ton of square footage because there's not a ton of, you know, specialized or expensive equipment. And, you know, you referred to the, the TI, the tenant improvements, there's just not a whole lot that needs to be done from a build out standpoint, you know, for what, what you guys need. So a lot to like from that aspect of it. And I mean, I think the timing's really good on this because, you know, 2016, I'm sure, you know, there was plenty out there about TRT, but it seems to me, you know, I'm 36, right? So like six years ago, I wasn't really thinking about this or, you know, had had any sort of a need for it. But over the last six years, I've had three kids and life's gotten very crazy and hectic. And I also haven't gotten any younger. So it's like, this is stuff that's very much on my radar now. And like with more responsibility comes more need to like be able to handle your shit and, and operate at a high level. Um, but it seems like there's been a lot more like information and research done on TRT. And it just seems like it's maybe more part of the mainstream narrative than it was, you know, five, six, seven years ago. So just from a, a timing uh, perspective, I think uh, the, the timing is really interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, tons and tons of positive research around TRT. Um, big, big, big studies are, you know, be currently being conducted still. Um, a really interesting one recently. So actually looking at, you know, guys who are on testosterone replacement and then a subgroup that are not and that have low testosterone, they followed them for quite some time. And um, they, they realize people who have just low testosterone, so the normal course of aging, higher all-cause mortality in men, meaning like, you know, everything a guy could potentially die from is accelerated if you're walking around with low testosterone. So wow. at some point it becomes like, this is really important for me, you know, to live a long, healthy life. You know, it's not about just being optimized. It's about, hey, I want to have a long life. I want to be able to play with my kids and not be just feeling broken and tired and oh, dad needs to take a nap. Like, no, none of that, you know, that doesn't have to be like that. And so um, it's yeah, awesome. No doubt. No it's doubt. Nowhere. What are, what are some of the potential reasons that someone should not get on TRT? Cause we can kind of tie this into like yeah. what, what y'all's process is at the individual sure. level. Right. Cause like you said, you're not just, you know, pumping TRT into every single person that walks through the door. It's not the same amount or the same recommendation for everyone, but like, you know, for, for someone sitting out there listening and, and maybe they're a little bit nervous because they've heard some potential, you know, negative side effects of, of testosterone replacement. Like what are, what are some of the reasons someone may not want to get on testosterone? So the big one right out the gate is if you're still trying to have, children, children in plan, family planning mm. mode, it's probably something that you might want to consider after that period. Um, okay. as a general testosterone replacement can potentially lower a man's sperm count. That's one of the side effects. So for guys who are still, you know, trying to have a, have a family, certainly, you know, we always tell the guys, look, knock out the babies, come back and see us, you know, off we go. Um, cause you want to make sure, you know, you're not impacting fertility in any way. So that's, that's the big one right out the gate. Um, and 
Number two, and we do this at every single consultation for any kind of um, new patient who shows up at any game day office throughout the country, um, is we test a man's PSA level. And so our clinicians are adept at um, interpreting PSA lab results. PSA is your prostate, their prostate yeah. level. Yeah. Most guys don't have prostate exams or, or even where they need to get the PSA level looked at until they're much older, you know, sometimes even closer to 50, you know, some guys have never had it, right? So I think I've always your, heard like 45 is kind of when you yeah. want to start, but yeah, I well, you imagine, should, but, but yeah. how many guys do, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so at, part of every consultation is not only are clinicians looking at the guy's total testosterone result in that little small blood sample they run, but they're also testing his PSA making sure that prostate is healthy. So you want to have a prostate level under normally a 4.0 is what the research shows. Um, and for guys who have elevated prostate levels, uh, we refer them out to a specialist, to a urologist. Um, and, you know, it's actually, it's a really powerful screening tool. We've been fortunate to have a lot of guys who would have never otherwise gone to see their doctor come to see us and potentially try to start on TRT and elevated prostate levels. And, you know, they found out, Hey, I was an early, you know, it was early sign of, of prostate cancer. Thank you so much for, wow. for that. Screen, just yeah. because they came to the game day office. So That's certainly if guys prostate levels too high. TRT is not um, an option for him either. Um, and then the other biggie, and I think all the medical professionals at the game day offices always talk about is your red blood cell count, which is basically, um, when you start testosterone replacement, your red blood cell count can often increase. That's when you notice extra benefits, extra energy, everything kind of improves. If your red blood cell count becomes too high, um, then it kind of becomes too thick, right? And think of like uh, water going through a pipe. You don't want, mm. you want it to flow freely. You don't want to have a uh, too thick blood. So that's another uh, indicator of what we would look at on the front end. And all the game day clinicians are trained uh, hormone specialists to know exactly how to interpret these results and make sure that anyone who starts TRT is well qualified. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Is there, if someone gets on TRT, should they essentially plan on staying on it indefinitely? Like are there, are there potential negative side effects for starting it, maybe doing it for a few years and then stopping other than I'm sure you don't main this, maintain the same energy levels and and the benefits that you were getting from it, but outside of that, are there are there any potential negative side effects? No, that's it. I mean, you hit it. So once you stop taking that testosterone, your body's smart and your body goes, okay, you know, I guess I need to try to restart my natural production. Takes some time, right, for that to happen. So your levels will probably just go back down to where you started before you were on it. Uh, most guys though, are it's, it's good lifestyle, right? It's like, I look, I take a multivitamin in the morning for me. I have really bad allergies. I take a Claritin every morning. And then once a week I do a testosterone injection, It's just kind of part of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Guys. yeah. Um, interesting. I think those are, I would imagine some maybe common misconceptions out there. Um, I know things that I've heard, you know, people say, um, in regards to, you know, reasons not to do it but so so walk us through a little bit more so so guy signs up it's it's what a free free consultation they come in they have the blood work done they sit down with a clinician and the clinician's looking at the blood work right which is the actual testosterone levels the psa levels any of the other hormone stuff and based on that they're gonna pretty quickly be able to say yeah we think you would benefit 
from testosterone or no, we don't, assuming the recommendation is you would benefit, how are they kind of tailoring the recommendation to the yep. individual? And what are the, yep. talk, talk to me too about the different ways in which someone can actually take the testosterone because yep. I, I think there's a few yep. different options for yep. that right yep you got it yeah so again treating men remove the pain points we do a three-step process easy one two three so we like we like steps you know three steps step are one, great three steps are great right. yeah. easy, easy to remember hard to forget um step one is your labs and so that's why every game day has a lab in the office we test quite a few things in office at that initial consultation gives the clinician, which is step two, your evaluation with a licensed clinician, um, a ton of data in terms of, is this person potentially a good candidate for TRT? Meanwhile, you've already completed your intake um, while you've sat down in the lobby. You know, we stocked the lobby with uh, like bubbly, you know, soda waters and fruit snacks. Guys love fruit snacks. We've, we've tested all different snacks. The fruit snacks I eat my good. kids all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. with you yeah. on that. Fruit yeah. snacks in the house, they're gone. Um, you're watching ESPN, hanging out. Um, and waiting for your labs to be to be uh, processed. That takes 15 minutes. Then you're called okay. back that, that clinician. That's step two. He or she's referring, reviewing your labs. So it's the total T, PSA, uh, the red blood cell count. Those are the things we do in office. Um, the balance of your sample will be sent to an outside lab just for more comprehensive testing. But the point of care is all done in office. Okay. And then step three is potentially starting treatment, right? We're ruling out anything that potentially could get in the way um, the clinicians are of starting treatment. And that's all within a 45 minute span. So we're able to have, you know, a lot of data to inform is this, is this guy ready for TRT? Um, the balance of the sample comes back to us the next day, right in the patient portal. So we have even more data um, to make sure that he's the strongest candidate for TRT possible. So all that's done within an hour. And think about what normally happens, right? You, you said you go to lab core, boom, you waited three weeks. I'm sure you probably had to call and say, hey, when are my results in? Or when do I get to see the doctor next? And then you had yeah. that appointment. It was, um, it was a hassle for sure. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, then there's a good chance that you're looking to create more freedom in your own life. There's also a good chance that you realize that owning your own business can be a great way to take more control of your livelihood and create more of that freedom that we're all looking for. Also, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you realize that I specialize in franchise ownership. In addition to owning franchise businesses myself, I have a franchise consulting firm, Path to Freedom, where I help people navigate what is typically an overwhelming process of understanding franchising, identifying specific franchise companies that could be a fit, and then conducting the due diligence in a thorough and efficient manner with those franchise brands. My whole purpose here is to leverage my experience working for franchisors, owning franchises myself, and how we've been able to use that to create more freedom in our lives and help you determine if that could be a path that makes sense for you as well. So if any of this sounds interesting, if you've considered business ownership in the past, whether you've explored franchising specifically or not, I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to learn more about you and what it is that you're working towards in your life and determine if I may be in a position to help. A great starting point is the link below in the show notes, which will take you to a short form to fill out and you'll receive a free copy of an ebook that I've put together, The Seven Steps to Freedom Through Franchise Ownership. 
That'll also get us connected. And I'd love to set up an introductory call where I can explain a little bit more about the process that I use to help people determine if franchise ownership could be a great way to start charting their own path to freedom. So click the link below in the show notes, receive the ebook, and let's get connected. I'd love to hear from you. So then, all right, so so let's say the recommendation is, hey, you would benefit from TRT. You know, here's the specific, like, I guess, regimen that, that we're recommending for you. Um, what happens then? What are the different options that a guy would have? Because like you said it, a lot of guys are probably not going to want to inject themselves. I, I wasn't, I started doing it with these peptides and like, I do them nightly and it's, it's just part of my nightly routine. Now it's like, you know, I don't even have to think about it, but it was kind of weird at first. Like it doesn't hurt, but it's just kind of a weird thing to be doing. I always felt weird, like having the needles, like someone's going to think I'm a junkie or something like got needles in my bag. (laughs) But um, other than that, I mean, it it wasn't that bad, but I could definitely see some guys, maybe that being a, a, a roadblock for them. Yeah. So, so yeah. Two, two separate forms of, of testosterone at game day that game day offers. One is the injections and yeah. then the second option are the pellets. So pellets yeah. actually are implanted um, just under the skin and they dissolve over time. So those work well for guys who um, travel a lot and don't want to carry, you know, medical supplies with them. Yeah. Just or need will never inject themselves. Yeah. Uh, your point though, um, we offer two kind of programs for guys who choose to use injections. Number one, they can come into the office, any game day office, and the medical assistants there will administer your shots for you. No problem. Pop in, pop out, you know, within five minutes, over, done. And is uh, that weekly, usually? Usually weekly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, self-injection is another option. Most guys prefer that, where we just have it drop shipped from one of our yeah. partner farmers at your door and like you probably like after that first injection you're like wait a second that wasn't really bad like yeah okay. not bad at all um yeah super easy my wife likes to do it sometimes because i think she's just the act of stabbing me she takes gets out some, the rage on you of, yeah yeah she's she <laughs> volunteers pretty often for that um so we have fun with it um the pellet is uh is interesting though so i assume that gets implanted in in the location, right? In game day, they put right. it under the, the skin. Yeah, that's yeah. a procedure done in office. Yeah, yeah, it's super fast. It's just under, you know, a little local numbing. Um, yeah. So there's, yeah, there's no anesthesia involved. Man, uh, really interesting. I want to shift gears and, and talk a little bit more about this from like a perspective franchisee's eyes, right? So couple of questions I imagine a lot of people would have when it comes to this is number one, like what type of franchise owners are you looking for? Do they need to have like a medical background? What's, what's really the primary role and function of the franchise owner? Are they in the location day in, day out, any sort of licensing or anything that the actual franchise owner needs to have? Yeah. So no medical degree required. Um, That's the biggie. And that's why we've been able to have, such success, I think, fast with the franchises is finding, you know, entrepreneurs and and business business folks who really understand, you know, how to operate a business. So what we do at Game Day and the onboarding process for every franchisee is we actually source the MD. We help source mm-hmm. a doctor for you. We'll put two or three candidates in front of you on a Zoom call just like this and say, hey, you know, here's Dr. So-and-so. 
they're a potential candidate. Once you interview them, go to lunch, you know, have coffee, see if it's a good fit. The demand from, from doctors for our model is something I was like not prepared for. I mean, we've, yeah. we've posted medical directors throughout the country. We have like 200 doctors waiting. Just waiting. I believe it. These. I believe uh, it. And I want the folks listening to, to really pay attention to that, right? Because these types of business models, a lot of times, like when I talk to people about them, it's that piece that seems very intimidating to them, right? Oh, I've got to go out and like find a, a licensed physician and they've got to, you know, kind of sign on to provide the medical oversight. Like if I'm a doctor, I'm looking for these opportunities all over the place, right? This is just an additional income stream for them that doesn't take up huge amounts of their time. It's not like if they have their own practice or whatever else going on, they have to walk away from that to do this. Um, you know, and just in my consulting work and like, you know, people seeing the podcast and, you know, seeing me out there online, I think in the last six months, I've had like four physicians reach out and say, Hey, I'm not interested in like buying a franchise, but I know there's a lot of these kind of medical yeah. type franchises where they need a licensed physician. I just wanted to give you my contact info in case you ever have someone that, you know, is looking for, for a physician. Um, so I, I'm not surprised at all to hear that the demand is, is high. And I, I do really like the fact that you guys are, you know, helping your franchisees identify the right type of candidates and just, just kind of helping to facilitate that process. Ultimately, ultimately it's the franchisees decision, right. Of who they want to partner yes. with. So what does that, what does that do to, what does that do to the financial model? I mean, we don't have to get too specific with the numbers, but like what, like if I buy a game day franchisee, anyone that's listened to me for more than 30 seconds knows I'm not smart enough to be a doctor. What am I giving up to, you know, this, this physician to, to sign on? Am I giving equity? Am I giving them a salary, a percentage? Like, what does that typically look like? Yeah. So we never really um, recommend equity for the doc. And normally they don't really want it. I mean, you hit it on the head. These are great, you know, for lack of a better word, side hustle for MBs yeah. where they continue to have their day job, whether they're an ER doc or whatever. The doctors are waking up to this model. They're going, wait a second, I can keep my active license in good standing, fulfill what the medical board of the state is asking me to do as a supervising physician, still have my day job. And it's like a win, 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 win. And so you know, their ears perk up all over the place around the country with a model like this. Um, so you really don't need to give equity. You know, what you're looking with the doc is just, you know, a fee, you know, a monthly stipend, um, you know, anywhere from say a couple grand to four grand a month, if, you know, to get into some detail. That's just it's part kind of your overhead, part of your payroll. Kind of the ballpark figure. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty much the national average. Certain markets, you know, can be lower. Others maybe a little higher, but very well understood, you know, massive, massive um, kind of med spa eat models. Yeah. Work like this. that's very yeah. common. It's nothing yeah. that's new or emerging. It's it's here and medical boards and, and every all legal, you know, is fully aware of how, how compliance works with it. And, it. and it's really similar, I think, with the the clinicians and, you know, the nurses or anything, because that's that's another intimidating you know thing for a lot of people looking at these type. Well, how am I going to find the right the right type of uh you know, employees with the right licensing or credentials. And, you know, from what I see, tell me if you see differently, 
especially after COVID man, like any, any nurse that's worked in a hospital setting or even like, you know, a lot of your, your traditional doctor's offices, like this is a dream job for them. It's normal schedule. It, it's a much more comfortable environment. Um, and, and I imagine you're able to pay just as well, if not better than, you know, like a hospital would, but it's, it's much less stressful. Yeah, no, you, you hit it on the head, man. I mean, what what COVID did for a lot of healthcare professionals is, and for everyone in general, right, but especially healthcare, is it forced them to reevaluate? Like, is this do I really want to do what I've been doing? Especially if it's in a hospital or an urgent care setting, um, it's relentless and it's brutal those hours, and you the, your schedule is unpredictable. And you, maybe you're working overnights this weekend, and then next weekend you're off, and it's just so hard on so many yep. levels. You know, game day we're open Monday through Friday, eight to five. They have an hour for lunch no after no after hours no weekends ever so they get this great work-life balance um it's a lot of fun right the patients you're treating at game day are like motivated to change not you know in some other medical settings where they these patients don't care to change they don't care if they're sick so yeah. tons of bonuses um real quick though i want to hit on you know just in terms of labor model right so you have your doc your doctor is going to supervise either a pa or an np so a nurse practitioner right. or a physician assistant I'm sure all of, almost all your listeners, if they've ever been a doctor, they probably have been treated by one of those folks at some point. They're awesome. Um, they can do quite a few things that an MD can do. Um, they must report to the MD though. That's uh, to be compliant. Then you're going to have one or two medical assistants. So right there, you're at doctor, clinician, one or two medical assistants, and then a receptionist. So you're only looking at like you know four or five folks really um, involved in a clinic. Um, and I think that's a, you know, uh, talk about like, you know, fear for a potential franchisee. I'm not asking you to staff a hospital here. You know, it's, it's a, it's a small crew, real tight knit. And we, as, as the franchisor, you know, we're pros at, at helping you find the right fit. We have um, software that we use that actually can predict job performance up to 65%, whereas a resume is just 12%. Mm -hmm. So you can take a resume, look at it and go, okay, that's nice. But then we plug them right into a piece of software. Every candidate has to fill out questions. So we know exactly what your staff should look like. It's it's paint by numbers in terms yeah. of hiring. That's a, it's a great point. I'm familiar with the predictive index and it's, it's scary how spot on that thing yeah. is, uh, like spot on. And it doesn't take long to do it. Um, you know, and I think that that's another thing worth pointing out here too, right? Is like, you know, everyone that's looking at getting into a business at some point, they're going to have concerns about the the staffing piece of it, right? And and what I tell people is, I don't care what business you're looking at, unless it's like, you know, you as a solopreneur, like the hardest part of that business is going to be finding and keeping good people, right? It's any business, but people's always the hardest part. With something like game day, not only do you not need a ton of people, you are dealing with probably more reliable types of employees, right? Someone that had the discipline, you know, to go through all the schooling and do everything that was required of them to get the credentials that they have versus I own an insulation franchise, man. I've got guys up in attics in, you know, 110 degree heat. I've got to be real careful because sometimes those guys may bounce to another company because they're going to get 50 cents more an hour, you know, yeah. Yeah. love those guys have a ton of respect for them. They bust their ass, but you know, it's, it's a very different labor model than, you know, with game day where you're getting, you know, these qualified professional, uh, 
you know, candidates for, for employees. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, um, we've been really, really focused on the support, um, supporting franchises, especially in this regard with hiring. Cause it's, it's really, once they get past that kind of mental hurdle and it's really what it is, it's like, Oh, a doctor, I'm a little intimidated by doctors, or I, I don't even know how to speak the language of these people. Well, it's business. At the end of the day, it's all business. And, you know, if you're a smart, smart business person, motivated, um, have that, you know, some hustle in you to, to get your office off the ground, um, follow up, follow our instruction, you know, at the franchisor level, it'd be just fine. And to your point, yeah, I mean, our, our teams have been super strong. I mean, we had uh, our Austin team came on site for their training and we were just like blown away by the caliber of these folks that they're finding, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. Impressive. Yeah. That's a really interesting aspect of this for me. Um, really interesting. So what's, so what's the owner's role, right? So, so they're not really in the location day in day. I mean, I'm sure it's good for them to, to pop in occasionally meet some customers, you know, show face with the team, make sure that the, the culture is, is kind of what they want, but what are they doing other than that? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it, right? Like I think, you know, we get a lot of owners and it's awesome that they're like, I'm going to be on every phone call and I'm going to book every lead. It's like, dude, no, <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. First of all, maybe um, for like a week and then <laughs> you're going to realize, go, go find other things. Correct. Yeah. So we have, um, you know, have a lot of tech involved to help lead booking easy. We want the owners to just, especially the first six months, you know, we, we call it like a race to a couple hundred guys. And that first six months is the real, you know, kind of fun time where it's nice to have the owner in there shaking hands with guys, holding open houses. And, you know, guys like to say, I know the owner of game day, Charlotte, I know the owner of, you know, it's a guy thing. I think, um, yeah, so for sure. Have a little FaceTime, right? Have a little FaceTime, shake some hands. Um, certainly watching the KPIs, you know, we have um, a great CRM, custom CRM we've built out for every franchise. Awesome. So they can I love that. All the appointment booking, they can see exactly their Google reputation, you know, look at their numbers, make sure they're hitting their marks. So KPIs are huge. Um, beyond that, you know, good old fashioned, just getting out in the community and, you know, maybe making a relationship with the guy who owns the gym down the street. That's yeah. the word. Yeah. It sounds so simple and stupid. It works. You like put a banner up in the gym and guys are like, oh, there's a new place. I can get my testosterone treatment. Okay. Stuff gets overlooked so much because I like I'm sure you guys are are running digital marketing and all the, you know, strategic targeted kind of outbound marketing. That's all great. But you know, one of the I would imagine one of the biggest ways that like a game day franchisee could improve their bottom line once they're kind of established is create more walk-in or referral business, right? Where you don't have that cost to acquire the customer. So you probably never stop, you know, entirely running the paid marketing and advertising, but the more you're out there doing that kind of grassroots, you know, old fashioned networking and just, you know, getting out in the community and, and I always call it kicking up dust, right? Uh, the more of that you're doing, the more less expensive or, or even free business you're going to get which can have a massive impact on your bottom line over time. For sure. I think, I think our digital is very strong, maybe so strong that sometimes owners are kind of like, wow, oh, I can just kick back here. Right. Yeah, for sure. sure I have no great. doubt. And it, it'll, the machine will continue to churn and absolutely we're driving leads all day, but um, to your point, no, nothing replaces just getting out in the community and yeah. just creating presence. Yeah. Yeah. So basically if you own a game day health, you need to get on TRT 
go spend like five hours a day in the gym, get incredibly <laughs> jacked and just be a walking billboard for, for what TRT can do for you. I mean, it wouldn't hurt, right? but not a requirement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely. Uh, definitely wouldn't hurt. Um, so you hit on kind of the, the, the customer acquisition, like what are you guys seeing, you know, like in, in your original Carlsbad location, like what are you guys seeing, you know, one of the metrics you look at in these types of businesses, like, you know, lifetime value of a customer. Um, what are you guys seeing? Like, like are, are, are guys staying with it for, for years on end? Staying with it for sure. So, yeah. you know, our programs are, the programs are affordable. Um, I don't know if we hit this yet, but it's all recurring revenue. All our memberships yeah. are recurring. So similar to a gym, you know, as a new owner, you can just having that comfort month over month that you're just going to kind of keep stacking memberships. It's awesome, right? You manage expenses and know just, all right, here we go. Cash flow looks like this. Um, so yeah, really just being clear about that. Um, number one, that it, it's an effective model for, for that regard. Um, but yeah, the lifetime value is, is pretty massive because most guys are going to stay on TRT for quite some time. Um, you're talking anywhere from, you know, $200 a month, right? Let's just say multiply that by a year right there, you're 2,400. Most guys start with us, let's just say age 45. They probably have another good, you know, good chunk of their life that they should probably be on TRT. Um, so yeah, the, the value is massive. I mean, the, the math can, can really stack up fast. What we've noticed just in terms of like attrition, you know, because that's always a question that comes up is the first 90 days is a really crucial period. So that 90 day mark, if someone's not feeling certain benefits yet, guys are going to go, I'm just not feeling it. Right. So we're really, really, you know, coach franchises to stay on top of guys those first 90 days, um, check-ins, you know, just a quick text check-in. How you yeah. feeling? What's a... What's a realistic timeline for someone to start feeling benefits from TRT? Uh, again, I'm sure it's a little bit different with every individual, yeah. but is it a month? Is it a week? Is it the next day? Like what, what's realistic? Usually, I mean, as, as a general kind of, you know, um, norm within the first month, they'll start to notice some of the improvements. Um, most medical professionals at game day, they're not going to start someone on a big, dose of testosterone you want to kind yeah. of build up right or yeah. else you can manage side effects so that first month is a very conservative usually small small dose just to see how your body reacts um but sleep is usually the big thing we hear by like week two or three mm. guys whoa i'm sleeping like a baby i don't know what's going on but i haven't slept this great in a really long time interesting and that's interesting for us as guys right like i struggle you know we've all struggled with sleep and yep. when you start your tea, it's like okay sleep is much better now um just just better quality sleep better or quality. easier to go to sleep or combination stay asleep yeah yeah Both. yeah interesting so that's huge and then energy levels pick up usually that second month is when you kind of have the libido kick and you go wow okay um there's also this kind of feeling of like i just want to move around and lift some stuff or just get out and move um because that's you know, I've, I've heard guys say that, you know, when they got on TRT and after they've been on for a while, it was just like their brain woke up and they were like, yeah. what have I been doing? Like, let's go build some shit. Like, let's, <laughs> let's go make something happen, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. I mean, the, the benefits are almost, you know, endless. It sounds like, you know, if, if you're at the right point where we're taking it in the right amount, you know, makes sense for you. You know, if, if you're, if your levels are where they need to be, I mean, that's a question I would ask you then, right? Like, so 
you kind of ran us through like if you're 300 or under, generally speaking, you're probably low. And, you know, 800 to 1000 is probably where you want to be. So like, let's say I come in and my testosterone levels are at 600. Yeah. Done having kids three and free. That's my motto these days. Done with kids. What what would you guys likely recommend? And I know that's probably not all the information that you would look at, yeah, obviously. But lot. assuming assuming everything else was in line, right? And I'm just like maybe a little bit low on my testosterone. Are you recommending like a small dose to to bump it up a little bit, or wait and see, or? For sure. Okay. So that's, that's a case by case I know. loaded question. I'm a licensed professional. So, right. So disclaimer, I'm not a physician. I, I'm a PhD. So um, all game day clinicians are licensed clinicians, PAs, NPs, or an MD. Um, I think overall, if you were to kind of say, here's the mock patient that you just described, there's 600, they're going to want to see number one, those labs, if they are substantiated, you can look at you know other variables within the labs to see maybe there might be something else going on um, symptoms, um, and then it's it's more of a game time decision where is it substantiated or not? You know, does it feel like this this person might benefit or not? Because that certainly would be outside of the endocrine guidelines in terms of the prescribing. Um, you know, as a general rule, that, that six hundred is probably probably kind of high. You know, and I think I think if you were to pull the clinicians and at game day, they they by and large, they'd say he's probably not quite yet. Ready. Yeah. Um, you know, again, we're not hyperdosing guys. We're, we're, we're doing things the right way. And I yeah. Want to that- which is great, which is the way it, it should be done. You know, 100%, especially, you know, for this thing to be sustainable long-term and, and good job, you know, navigating a, a loaded question. Um, but I, I was really just curious, like, is there any middle ground where you're either like, too low and you need it or you're you're not too low so you're, no, you're not eligible yeah no and i think any any of the um the leading journals and like clinicians who are really on the forefront of trt they'd say like there's an art to it you know if you just treat the labs you're not doing the patient a full you know you're not doing him service really um because a lot of guys you're not just your labs right you're going to have a ton of other symptoms there might be some psychological things impacting it as well um, so you got to really take a holistic view. So yeah, there is certainly, um, uh, an artwork to it. Um, but at a certain extent, it becomes just too much, right. And, and yeah. if the levels are, are optimized, then it might be something else going on. And in those cases, game days, clinicians are really fast to refer to specialists, you know, like we have resources in the community. Maybe it is like this guy's got 800, 900 testosterone. He might be depressed, really depressed and need, mm-hmm. you know, psychological treatment so we're we, we stay very focused on what we do well at game day we don't try to be everything to everyone that's why you'll never will never be a primary care and urgent care it's just not going to happen i think that's and smart somewhere else for for those types of issues yeah um, we stay in our lane and we're happy to refer to specialists when those referrals need to be made yeah i think that's very smart but you know speaking of specializing we're, we're going to wrap this up soon but um we've talked about testosterone, you know, that's, that's really y'all's core business at this point, you know, really kind of, I guess you would say your bread and butter, but you guys do have some other services that you offer quickly walk us through, you know, what else a guy could look at, you know, if they came to game day. Yeah. So erectile dysfunction, number two, that's, that's our second biggest service for sure. A lot of guys who have lower testosterone levels are also going to struggle with ED Mm. Certainly a lot of guys with ED are going to have low testosterone. So there's a ton of crossover between the two. 
Um, that's a massively growing segment in our business. And I think, you know, right now, let's say TRT is maybe 70%. I think next year it might be 60, 40, you know, with, with ED. Mm -hmm. wow. It's a huge, it's a huge, um, huge market and it's a crisis situation, right? If you think about it, like as soon as guys start having those problems, it's not like I'm losing my hair. It may be nice to get some more hair one day. No, it's like, oh, whoa, I need to do something now. Yeah, like, what this, the hell? Yeah. What's going on? You don't know? even care what it costs, I would imagine. Like, yeah, that's not more correct. Yeah, because it, it impacts everything, right? Yeah. Not just all, all sorts of things going on there in terms of like how you feel about yourself, how's your relationship? You know, it's a big deal. Yeah. So ED is becoming a big part of our, our treatments. Um, weight loss, huge, you know. Weight loss is massive right now. It's summertime. So everybody, I don't care who you are as a guy, you want to look good with your shirt off, whether it's at the beach, the lake or whatever, wherever you're going, doesn't matter your age either. So yeah. weight loss is big. And then we do a lot of vitamin therapies, um, you know, B12 mm -hmm. shots and those types of vitamin C shots and vitamin D shots. So those are kind of the core four. Um, we certainly are adding in new and new services. Peptides is massive. Um, you know, we've primarily been based in California up until just the last year. And so California is very stringent on the peptide market. However, I wouldn't have thought that. In, That's weird. That's Florida, weird to me. State like you're in North Carolina, like yeah. amazing states where we're just going to do really great with peptides because they're so powerful. I mean, I'm sure you notice the benefits are amazing, right? Yeah. And there's so many. There's like a, there's a peptide for everything, you know, so yeah. you can really, like I was having, um, you know, some, some real bad stiffness in my knee where I'd had an ACL repaired back in college and, um, you know, talked to the, the doctor and they recommended a peptide that, you know, would help with joint soreness and joint stiffness. And, you know, it, it wasn't overnight and it's not like necessarily a, a hundred percent cure, but massive difference in, in my knee and just, you know, the rest of my joints and stuff too. So you can get real, specific with you know what might be going on and and what's the the right you know peptide for that yep yep for sure sweet good stuff man we covered a lot here um if you can't tell i'm fascinated with this topic and and you know what you guys are doing so i'm i'm really excited to you know have a, a brand like game day to work with and you know recommend to, to candidates that i think it could be a fit for so love what you guys are doing um keep up the good work and uh really appreciate you making time to drop in here on the path to freedom podcast evan miller thanks man That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know when a new episode is released. You can also check me out on my website at www.path2frdm.com. And if you want more information about franchising or just want to say hello, feel free to contact me at Wes at Path2FRDM.com. Thanks again. Now go drop in.